0: Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about our favorite Star Wars books and how you better not try to turn me and my kid into spaghetti. My name's Justin. I'm Tim. <laughs> and this week on Forever Canon, we're going to talk about the chapters 17 through 20 of Legacy of the Force, book 7 of 9 Fury. And this week is our very special one-year anniversary episode. Doing this for a year. A year as of uh, officially tomorrow on September 24th. Yes. But we've been doing this podcast for almost an entire year. Three hundred. Was this a a leap year?
1: No. Oh. Last year was, though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Almost an entire year of doing this podcast, four chapters at a time. Going through these books, we've gotten through six and a half, six and a
1: half books out of, out of this nine book series. And we're planning on another at least 25 more books. Hang out with <laughs> us for a while because we fucking got time. Hang out with us for another five years. We'll be here, guys. <laughs>
0: Talking about Star Wars books that fucking nobody even knows about.
1: No. But changed our lives. But
0: first... Of them. previously on forever canon lando is having a baby secret meeting plans and secret Corillian secrets the love commander penetrates the anakin and center point is powered up that was last week too. yes it was why is this why is this our silliest episode ever so
1: far I like it. Well, you use the love commander penetrates the anakin. Hey, listen. I don't. I. It's just that Get word in general. Your mind out of the gutter. The word "penetrate" in general is just not good for me. You're selfish. You got a lot
0: growing up. <laughs> <laughs> you apparently <not> changed. <laughs> but that was last week. This week, we start with chapter 17, and we start. On the Anakin Solo, where Jason is Mario karting his way through the halls of the Anakin. The crew are dodging and jumping out of his way, and Alana is laughing her ass off, jingle all the way, to a prototype TIE bomber refit that the test pilots have been calling the Blur. He can't go to his regular shuttle. He can't go to Tahiri Stealth X. It would all be too conspicuous.
1: Yeah, he's afraid that his mom booby-trapped him. At least, or or something like that. There are that. bombs everywhere. <laughs> yeah,
0: there could be bombs anywhere. She's a Jedi, so yeah, he's scared, and he's gonna take the blur. Which this didn't. Cial Antilles, Sial Cial. I don't know what the hell her name is. Oh. Lisa, Lisa Dunter. Hmm. Wasn't she flying something similar like this way back in like the first book, where they were describing, it had a double tie bomber canopy. Not canopy, cockpit. But then it was refitted and retooled differently, and like one side of it wasn't Yeah, was, uh, the was that bombs like bombs
1: and stuff? The Aylif fighter or whatever it was. That
0: was one of the things, the Derek, crew or not, not the Derek. Duracru-
1: no. But like an
0: Alif class fighter. But there was one specific time she took a tie bomber prototype out on a run. Yeah, and yeah. It, she was it had being to have been like a this test pilot. Thing. It had to have been this thing. This is him, Aaron Alston, the writer. Calling back to you know he loves his ships and he loves his pilots. Yep. So this is a him peppering that shit in there all the way through. Hey, remember for sure one time I mentioned that weird TIE bomber <laughs> that was like rebuilt. <clears throat> so he hops in the blur and
1: he blur blurs away. Yeah, he doesn't even wait for the doors to open. No.
0: Yeah, he's like <laughs> yeah he does the Indiana Jones under the reach back for the hat move. Yeah, uh, which really just makes me think of Bart Simpson <laughs> sliding. Underneath his garage door on his way out to the bus. Yes. When they do exactly the Indiana Jones scene. Anyways, he flies out into space where the Confederation has launched fighters and is moving in aggressively. Which is fine by Jason because he and his daughter will be away from the Anakin and Confederation and lay his bombs wherever they are. Yeah. He doesn't care. Looks like they're coming to attack. Cool. Let them. They're doing it poorly and we'll kill them. I don't care. I ain't there. I'm safe with my daughter in the blur. Cool. All right. Cut to why are we getting a location title? Uh, Yeah. Cut to the Anakin solo, Jason's Private Hangar. Why are we saying Jason's Private Hangar when everyone is back aboard the Love Commander? Here we are. Han, Leia, Jaina, Jag, and Zach are all ready to escape. Cut back to Jason being a smug little bed bug, no location title there for that cut even though he's not on the Anakin anymore weird inconsistent nonetheless smug bug looking at the Confederation attack and wondering why are they so stupid and shitty at attacking
1: yeah because they're <laughs> if all I, if I can paraphrase yeah part. they're all spread out not in any sort of formation. they're not in
0: any formation he recognizes and they're not overlapping fields of fire to cover each other and blah 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 yeah, blah
1: yeah all that stuff well I mean we know yeah
0: it's all it's all a distraction. Mm-hmm. It's welcome to the trap. At a trap. And here we are. Jason doesn't care, though. They suck. It's fine. Cut back to now location titled Love Commander. They start escaping. Slowly. And sticking close to the Anakin solo itself. So yeah. it
1: can't shoot them. So it can't shoot on them. And even if it could, it would hit its own...
0: I think... I think Jaina said like, what did she say? Six meters or something like that, or three meters yeah. away. It was like six, six and a half feet away. the The guns can't even depress far enough to shoot us. Oh, so aren't you crashing into the guns though? Uh, or are you just weaving around them?
1: Yeah, or just so close to the ship, like in between the guns. I guess it actually says less than two meters, which is there you go. Two let's meters is six it, feet. Let's call it yeah. In space, that's really. But that's close. how
0: you can fly when you're Han Solo and your co-pilot is your Jedi daughter. Yep. Now, why are we doing so much perspective jumping here? We are like five seconds of... That's fine. Five seconds of being on the Anakin with, with Jason. Motor Mario Karton. Mm-hmm. Five seconds of everybody getting on the Love Commander. Five seconds of Jason watching Jason watching the fight. Five more seconds of them flying away. I get it. I understand like what you're trying to accomplish with all your quick cuts and stuff. You... Well, it's supposed to be frantic, you know, it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. jumpy, but I don't feel like this is being done well here. And why does one cut get a location title and one doesn't? And why is it saying the one thing? First, it says you're in the private hangar and then it says you're on the love commander. Like, why are we doing that?
1: Yeah. I'm not sure why they would need the specific location of the hangar when all it is is just to, re- to remind us on that they're in,
0: like, Jason's private hangar. But, no, everybody is on the sh- ship within a sentence.
1: Maybe maybe it's know. to show, like, if Jason had taken his own ship, then he would have been caught. Yeah. Then then they well, would have been caught. Well, that's
0: a good point. Because, I mean, that was... Well, that was something he was saying anyways, right? Was yeah. Like, I can't go use these ships because it'd be too conspicuous and those would be the ones that would be bombed and blah, 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 but... I don't know. The location headings are fucking as frantic as
1: the yeah
0: the narrative cuts.
1: Only three out of the four location, like, cuts have a location. Well, one and is we're missing. doing the
0: thing that I hate where it's like five seconds, five seconds, five seconds, five yeah. seconds. No, I don't. I don't like that in moments like this where nothing major is happening. Yeah. It, okay, later on, if we come across a major turning point or a major event, let's well, quick cut to everybody's perspective. Sure. But this is literally the two of them doing, the two stories running parallel to each other. Mm-hmm. He's escaping to a ship. They're escaping to their ship. He escapes from the Anakin. They escape from the Anakin. It's just mirroring each other, but it doesn't need to, it would be more impactful if it was let uh, laid out fully, I think. Yeah. If then you're reading like uh, first paragraph, second paragraph. Oh,
1: they did this and they did this.
0: And then, oh, look at him doing the same thing.
1: I don't, I don't know. eh. Yeah. And the cuts, these quick cuts would be better during, like, like you said, a major turning point. Like during the actual engagement where they're jumping from, oh, this person, this person, this person.
0: And I get maybe that, that is what's happening here, right? Like the alarms are going off, the ships are being launched because here they come. Yeah. But it's not important to anybody whose perspective we get. That's not why they're frantic and in a hurry not because the fleet is coming the confederation fleet because well one of them's trying to protect his daughter and the other people are trying to get the hell out of there because they already did what they wanted to do
1: yeah they don't know the fleet's there at all
0: oh yeah because Leia was up there on the bridge with him when he oh, was yes, doing the whole that's thing, right.
1: and then now she's back down there. But Well, she actually only knew of the one ship that was sent there to... No,
0: it was the whole fleet was all there already. Oh, yeah. Everything was all I... there at once. That's right. Because right, remember, that's he right. was like, we all have to have equal ships, because politics and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's right. And they spent, sent a bunch of junkyard-looking My bad. fucking dogs, and here we are with our pure... Yeah. I almost had our... pure bloods. That's not right.
1: No, our up-to-date ships. Pure
0: blood and pure bread... Not pure bled. Don't say that. That's wrong. Don't do that to your dogs. Chapter 18. Jag and Zach are chilling on the couch inside the love commander. Again. No. Don't need a location title here. Okay. Which Look. I agree. We just finished on the love commander. Yeah. Sometimes he fucking does that. Yeah. Sometimes he's like, hey, we just finished a chapter there, but I'm going to start the next chapter with the title heading of where the fuck you already know we are. I don't get it. Nonetheless, chapter 18, they're sitting on the couch. And who shows up? Oh, my God. Alema Rar. And obviously, she's definitely here this time, right? For real, right?
1: Well, that's what it looks like.
0: Until Jaggybot puts on his special helmet,
1: which can tell Alema isn't there because
0: radar pings. and
1: Yeah, she's not showing up on she certain has a, sensors. She and... has a
0: uniform color on her temperature readout and blah, blah, blah. Put the clues together. She's not there. So, Leia lightsaber fights her to a draw. And no one tries to kill a Lemma, who's not really there. And then she vanishes. Fine, fine, fine. But why don't they try to kill her? Even though they know she's a mirage or a projection. Would you not swipe your lightsaber through her to try to get her to dissipate or whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah. I... I don't think they know the back half of... I'm tying myself to a living soul to project myself into that space where that other soul is uh, in the vicinity of. I just, I don't think they know that back half of that, or at least it's only been vaguely mentioned. And like Jaina was like, Oh, and the reports of Luke and Mara fighting the ghost versions of themselves or Ben or whatever. And then I don't think it's ever been fully put together that they would have the cognizance to be like have a really good reason to not try to put a lightsaber through her even yeah. though you know she's a projection
1: well yeah yeah i don't know that that is weird that
0: information like that decision seems weird based on the information that they have being incomplete
1: yeah they don't they don't have all the information and maybe it was just to like with jag Scanning, he just wanted as much information about what was, she was doing. Maybe she could, maybe he could get a like a.
0: Well, the basis is that they are The what Jaina said at one point was that she is guessing it was a projection. Okay, you guessed that part of it, right? But what we're talking about is the back half of the thing where now don't hurt her because it might hurt somebody else. Yeah, why would you? I don't think you would, they would have that information and so then that assumption and then so not trying to attack her doesn't make sense. really. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is maybe they're playing head games with her. like we know your secret, ha ha ha. And Jane is like, oh, or Jag says or whoever the fuck says. Lumaya told us all her secrets because she hates you and yeah, that I'm like what? Yeah, <laughs> all right, first of all, that's not true <laughs> and really is stupid, stupid ploy. But I don't know. I just don't find them having the proper motivation for not,
1: not attacking slicer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't. Cause if you're trying to prove the point to her that, you know, she's not real. I don't know. That's another way you could do it. Right.
1: Or by not attacking, be like, I know you can't, you're, you can't hurt me. So I'm just not gonna,
0: I guess. Right. Maybe... But that's
1: flimsy at best. Yeah. Again,
0: like I don't really, uh, I don't like that motivation. I don't, seems weird
1: that yeah, maybe seems weird with Jags, all his sensor information, maybe with that, why they didn't, we'll
0: no, but even, tell us even before Jag says anything, Leia is fighting a lemma and Jag says even to an, just a trained sw- a swordsman like him without the force sensitivity, he can see opportunities to kill a lemma that Leia is not taking. Yes. And then after that, he offers the information of like, Hey, we're right. She's in a projection or an illusion or whatever. I don't know. I just find it flimsy. It's not really a good explanation of why you wouldn't still try to chop her head off when all of you, especially Jaina have been like mercenary training hours upon hours upon hours, gathering information and coming up with solutions to the problem of she can flash force cameras and wiggle her way out of your memory and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, you don't try to kill her when yeah. you have
1: obvious chances? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not quite sure I understand it either.
0: It's kind of weird, but I like <laughs> Jag a lot. Jag's so good, yeah. man. I love Jag. I just, I'm so mad that we're not going to get that trilogy that was supposed to be after the next book series, which we're going to get to probably next year. Yeah. <laughs> and it was supposed to be Jaina's trilogy and it was supposed to start, I think, with her wedding to Jag.
1: Oh, that would have been cool.
0: Yeah, Jaina Trilogy. I wanted it so bad. Yeah. Not knowing why I wanted it so bad until we come back to review these books <laughs> and I'm like, where the fuck is she? Yeah. So anyways, Jag's awesome.
1: Cut to... Way better than Zack.
0: The stealth X's of Red Sword Flight. No location title. Oh, yeah. Cut to the same area of space... But a totally different place. Yeah. So again. Cool. Aaron sure loves his pilot teams. Let's give him a good name. Red Sword Flight. Luke, Kip, Corin, and NPCs (laughs) have arrived at this GA slash Confederation meeting point.
1: They even give one of these characters where they're from. Yeah. Like, why do we care that Sinola T is from Dathomir.
0: Well, because it must be a character. Remember, later on, Luke's like, I think that's the daughter of somebody that I know or something like that. Somebody, it comes up, she is a descendant of somebody who's been in the stories before. Okay, So I'm sure it was somebody that Aaron Alston used in another X-Wing book or a something. Rogue Squadron book or Race Squadron, I mean. I don't know, something like that. But yeah, I don't know. Nameless to me, bro. Yeah, I, I got nothing. <laughs> I don't know. We'll get around to the X Wing books after we clean up all of the uh, Fate of the Jedi and the seventeen or so books of the NJO, and then the Darkness trilogy. And
1: uh... cool. Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll we'll check that in when we're forty.
0: Maybe it's not. A, <laughs> maybe it's not a bad idea to like just sprinkle in an X Wing book. In between a series, you know? I don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't really want to do that, but... It it would be
0: the most efficient way of getting to them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not Not doing that!
0: (laughs) And why not? Because I'm mad at Aaron Alston. Continuity. I'm mad at his incontinuity. Yeah, I know.
1: We always complain about it, so we can't do it ourselves. Stop
0: being arbitrary with your location titles. Stop it. Be consistent. I hate inconsistency for inexplicable reasons yes and this seems to be exactly that case how are you cutting to another place in space and you're not giving me a location title so what is red sword flight's plan luke kip corin we've got masters all over this joint the plan is to cripple the anakin's engines of course easy why didn't we think of that before Use NPCs as distractions, plus Corin, while Luke and Kip go after Jason. Oh my god, Tim. hmm
1: Two masters? Yeah, look at that. They're doing it. We're
0: really doing it! <laughs> They're really doing it! Two masters?
1: The proper amount of Jedi masters to go after Jason.
0: Well, a more appropriate amount. Then, yeah, then, <laughs> Than one or none. Yes. So... Things are getting pretty serious. But hey, change of plans for Red Sword Flight because Jason's not on the Anakin. Mm-hmm. The, somebody's got a special ship. One of the NPCs has a special ship with special tracking to track the black patch that Seahaw Dorvald put on Jason's cape back in the first attack. Yep. Which was, of course, just a diversion to get the patch on this thing. So, good thing Than Mithric got his fucking head cut off for that. Because here we are, using that information. (laughs) And the the guy's like, hey, no, you ain't on the Anakin. He points out in space. Through the Force. Yeah. And Luke says, okay, change of plans. Here we go. And so... It's time to go get Jason solo. Yeah, it is. Jason is in a single ship. By himself. Away from the Anakin. He's never been more vulnerable except for that time that he was stabbed in the back on the dying on the ground <laughs> yeah but other than that man oh except for maybe that time that amarar crashed a whole ship into this place that we were all fighting on and then Jason just escaped through everybody's yeah. fingers but we didn't really know he was a bad guy back then for sure
1: yeah yeah now we do so
0: he's never been more vulnerable so let's get him how fortunate. They wing up, line up, squad out, yep. fly out to go get him. And actually, Luke has like a thought about missing Mara. Or like, uh, it should be her on his wing, not so-and-so's descendant. Yeah. And um, that was actually really thoughtful and kind of poignant. Instead of, you know, most of the time we've been getting this perspective of like either he's been just completely blank dead inside Mm-hmm. Or it's other people around him saying he's dead inside. Not yeah. a whole lot of these little moments where he's like, oh, he... nah,
1: been, I think he I reached her.
0: over in the bed to touch her hair or something like that. And she wasn't there. Not just the time that she was talking to him through the course <laughs> in his sleep. But like, yeah, this actual real moment where, you know, Luke. Yeah. It's giving us, like, it's coming from him, this act- an actual expression of grief, as opposed to just other people's guesses. Yeah. You know? And where he's like, oh, that's that should be Mara back there. But it's not. And, you know, much like Final Fantasy VIII, we don't have time to think about that problem. We gotta keep moving forward. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, Luke fires on Jason. Cut to... Once again, no location title. Jason taking a full laser blast, spinning out of control. Wrongly concluding the Jedi are using Alana's presence to target him, to track him and find him. Innocent Alana. And Kydus gets angry. His anger grew, consuming him. Casting everything he saw within the cockpit, every star outside the viewpoint, in a haze of redness. So great it was that he could no longer contain his presence in the Force. His anger flowed through him, through Alana, through his pursuers, through everything in tune with him or the Force. That... Sounds... Awesome. Yes. And that sounds... And I don't mean like... I. Actually, for once in my life, I mean awesome in, like, the true definition of it. Like, if you witnessed that, you would be uh, struck by awe. Yes. At the feeling, or the, Jesus, I don't know. Yeah. The pure hate pouring out through everything from this guy. Like, through everything. Cut to, without location again, the love commander.
1: At least it's the first three words of the I'll allow it.
0: I'm not saying he's not allowed to do any of this. I'm just saying I fucking hate it. Yeah. Because I don't understand it. So, monkey brain. (laughs) If I don't know why, I don't like it. Yep. Cut to the love, Commander. Where Leia feels Jason's hate. Hate for the Jedi, for the Confederation... For lasers and explosives and chaos, she says. And like we've said so many times over the course of this year that we've been doing the podcast, chaos is what Jason really hates. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the thing that he truly hates the most is the chaos, yeah. the uncertainty, the I don't understand why, so I don't like it. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't mean to draw that fucking direct parallel right there, but there it is. Nonetheless, staring us in the face the whole time. That's the only thing that he, well, not, maybe not the only thing. That's the biggest thing that he truly is fighting against all this time. Is yeah. The disorder and chaos of a universe that can just be plunged into a war that threatens all the people that you love at any time mm-hmm. over, you know, missing missiles. Yeah. Like something so simple as like a, a stock order. Like a, a, yeah. sheet, a sheet that said 7 instead of 12 or whatever. Regardless, Han says it's time to go. So they go. A little bit more, because they don't actually really go, do they? Because we cut back to them later, still hiding on the back of the Anakin. But Han says it's time to go, so they go. P.S. We are halfway through this book now. I think it's 36 chapters, right? Maybe 38 or 34.
1: Something. Something like that. We're halfway through. We're
0: about halfway through the book. And the Jedi have attacked Jason twice. Overdue. Yes. You're like six books late. Four books late. Yeah. Let's be real. The rest of the time, you could just be capturing him. (laughs) Because he is like being a pain in the ass all along the way and shit disturbing and you know, riling up the war more more than more as uh, time goes on over the early books. But then he really truly does become evil and it should be a lot more of this. But here we are halfway through the book and they're coming at him twice.
1: Yeah, they're going at him hard now.
0: Yeah, because the first fucking time went so well. <laughs> Kip Durin almost got killed. Then Mithric got his head cut off. And then they all escaped through shit pipes. Barely. Because Jason was distracted with his, you know, cargo in a box. Yep. Daughter in a box. So let's just, we'll just add one more master to that list and we'll go after him. Now we got two. And in chapter 19, one of those masters feels that hate that Leia just felt. Luke feels it like a physical kick to the guts. But instead of letting the anger consume him and overwhelm him and guide him, he remains calm, and keeps firing. Keep calm and kill your nephew, huh? Yeah, it's all right. Put it on a shirt. I made that. I just made that saying up. You ever? Uh, you never seen that before. All right, that was dumb.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that wasn't a good joke. I might, I might get it on a shirt though. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just put like a Luke face and a Jason face on one side or the other. Yeah,
1: because you don't want to just have that on your shirt. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're going to have to put some context into that one. <laughs> Yeah. Luke feels the hate. Cut back to Alana can feel the hate too. And it's making her full body sob. But Kytus tells himself to comfort her now would be to die. Probably, right? Like it, if yeah. he lets go of that hate that's powering and fueling his you know, knife edge senses. His, his spidey senses, danger sense, his reaction time his piloting skills. Yeah. If he lets go of that hate even a little bit to make his daughter feel better.
1: Yeah. i are going to die. It's like if he let go of his focus, it's exactly it. If mm.
0: I let my focus slip right now, we're dead. So keep crying. Cause you're not going to like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's just the reality of parenting. Sometimes, <laughs> But in this case, it's really super extreme, right? Like she's, she's, she's feeling death, really, in the force for like the first time on a big scale. They're out here, the skirmishes uh, between the like fighter squadrons of even the skeleton crew and and the and the GA forces on the other side. There's people dying every few seconds.
1: Yeah, and she can flashing out, and, and she can she, feel she's it. She's force sensitive. She can yeah.
0: feel it. This reminds me a lot of Ben. In the yeah. new Jedi Order, when he's no, not a new, yeah, 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 when he's young, yeah, and they're all hiding out. Where are they hide all the kids in the Maw. Yeah, right. When the Yuuzhan Vong come, and he can feel—I mean, all like all of them can—but him especially, and it causes him to draw away from the Force and mm-hmm. distrust the Force because the Force feels bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's
0: full of badness right now. Real feels bad, man. Real bad. Millions and millions, billions trillions, billions, billions, trillions of people dying. This is just like, you know, a couple handfuls of fighters exploding, but it's kind of reminiscent of the same thing. Mm -hmm. She starts sobbing. She's getting upset. Luke, not Luke. Jason goes full psycho mode, makes her more upset because he's like he said, he's not just channeling anger through himself. He's pushing it out through everything.
1: Yeah. Holy fuck. Everything around him is like tinged with Everything anger. Everything that
0: can touch the force can feel it.
1: Yeah. Like that's so much that's that a big scale that uh, Luke even thinks it's at first some sort of new force attack that Jason learned. Yeah, exactly. Cause yeah. it
0: felt like a physical kick to the git. Yep. Yeah. But to let go of that right now would be to die. He's got to hang on because he's got backup arriving. The Anakin is coming. Fighter squadrons are coming. He's called for backup. He's got to stay alive until help arrives. Or so he thinks. As we reach the turning point, I've been anticipating and expecting in this little dogfight between Luke and Jason, Luke senses a little girl with Jason. All this time, his force presence has been overwhelming her.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's two of them in a cockpit, right? It's not easy to just pick up two different signatures if you don't know you're looking for two.
1: Yeah, especially with how powerful Jason is and how minuscule Alana would feel. he's
0: just flooding the force with everything and she's feeling negativity as well, right? So she's pouring out negativity too. Well, he figures it out. There's a little girl in that cockpit with Jason Solo and wouldn't you know it, he calls off the attack because apparently it's better for millions to keep dying in the war than for Luke to kill Jason plus one kid. Yeah. And so you come to the impossible moral conundrum again, right? Mm -hmm. Do you sacrifice one innocent to save millions? The hard, ugly answer is of course you do. Yeah. Of course you do. And in this situation, Especially, so this is where Jason is right about the Jedi weakness. They yeah. refuse to do the obvious thing just because it's ugly,
1: yeah, they don't want to do the hard thing. they to... don't
0: Luke doesn't want to feel bad, yeah, yeah, feels bad, man, to kill a kid that you didn't need <laughs> to. well, if Hitler takes a child as a human shield, you do what? yeah. You better shoot through both heads (laughs) or hearts or whatever. (laughs)
1: Or whatever it takes, I guess. Yeah. You have to. Yeah.
0: And this isn't like hindsight's 2020. Look how bad Hitler ended up being. This is Luke in the moment outside the gas chambers. He already lit a whole planet on fire. Yeah. He's already sacrificed. People in the war at Reladir or wherever the hell, not Reladir, fucking one of the newer ones where they didn't go down to the planet and get all the people out. Yeah. They just fought the ships instead. He's doing bad guy things for a long time. You just tried to fight him to death and his death would have corrupted your son so badly that you had to run away from it. Well, you fucking coward. You are the one now who won't shoulder the guilt.
1: To do the dirty deed. I bet you if Mara was his wingman, Jason would be dead. I bet you're fucking (laughs) right,
0: dude. And maybe that is why that was pointed out at the beginning of this. Getting into formation and getting into attack. Because you're absolutely right.
1: Yeah, she would have shoved that aside and dealt with it later.
0: Except more to the point. She would have just gone after him on her own in the first place. Like she did. Yeah. And she died. Like she probably would have. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that that moment in this book series where she goes after him and he kills her feels so correct and inevitable. Like it's so true to their characters. Yeah. Hers especially. Like that is the right kind of character motivation for action. Mm-hmm. Where she wants to take all of the blame to protect everybody else from the bad guy. Yeah. She's willing to do that. Luke Skywalker sitting in the cockpit can kill Jason plus one kid that he doesn't know is his niece. His grandniece. Yeah. What, how do you do that? Math. <laughs> Familial math. I don't know. He doesn't know that's his family. It's just a kid. Okay, man.
1: Yeah. Wap, 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 wap,
0: wap, 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 you
1: have to. But you're talking about character motiv- motivation. I know. L- Luke's is the quintessential good guy that is, that is who he is
0: and this isn't even a matter of redemption or not this is just a matter of cold blooded killing an innocent person
1: yeah
0: which is against his moral code and is just uh, not a good thing to do and it's not the right way to bring peace to the galaxy maybe he's right maybe maybe if he brings peace to the galaxy this way he becomes corrupted you know he doesn't have the force premonition like he has about Ben In -hmm. the the basement of the Anakin Solo torture chamber. But maybe it's the same fucking course again, right? Where I'm not going to kill him in hate, but I'm going to hate myself for killing the innocent person after, and it's going to send me on a dark path where I destroy the universe, blah, 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 blah.
1: Yeah. But damn,
0: man, don't you got to kill that guy?
1: You Don't you have to? He's pretty old, too, so he would only be bad for a little bit.
0: <laughs> well he would be the most powerful man left in the galaxy, so Yeah, so st- he'd be real gonna, bad. Who's gonna stop him?
1: He'd be real bad for there a There ain't bit.
0: gonna be no Luke Skywalker to stop this Jason Solo, right? So of course, you are right, like it is so true to his character.
1: It still doesn't make it a necessarily a good decision. But it
0: makes Jason right.
1: Yes, it does. It makes Jason
0: right. It makes him doing the wrong things for the right reasons, you know, burning a planet down, mm-hmm. sacrificing lives, and all that stuff.
1: Well, burning the planet down is just—I
0: mean, that was number one on the list. That right?
1: was—that was, that was just evil. It wasn't. <laughs> it was...
0: Well, it served a purpose too. It was punishment. It did. It did serve for not purpose. joining him in a war. Right, so it's like trying to win the war by doing a really, really evil thing, and while you're trying to win the war, so that there's no more chaos.
1: Because mm-hmm. I.
0: I HATE SAND! Nonetheless, I fucking hate the fact that Luke Skywalker turns away from the kill shot on Jason again. Yeah. Oh, speaking of people who probably would have killed his ass, where's Jaina? Yes. co in the Love Commander. Where yeah, she's
1: that? tethered to the Anakin Solo she's right now. She's in the
0: wrong place at the right time. It's time to kill your brother. She's in the wrong place to do it. Yeah. You
1: can't. But she would. I think she would have too, yeah.
0: I think she might. And I think that would make for an interesting book series where she then carries that guilt that we talked about. And she goes dark right after her twin brother did. (laughs) Someone write that fanfic for me because I like it. I'm just going to dream it in my head. I'm going to make you guys play it in the Star Wars RPG that we play.
1: Oh, we could do that. That'd be fun. That'd
0: be pretty fucking cool. That'd be super cool. We're like 40 years away from that in timeline, though.
1: Yeah. So time warp.
0: Nonetheless, Luke retreats. But there are worse things afoot. Space, far in the distance behind the Anakin Solo, back in the vicinity of the capital ships, was suddenly transfixed by a column of light kilometers wide had twisted and writhed like something alive. Space curled and wrenched as though a vengeful child were playing with the controls of a monitor, stretching and distorting everything in the middle third of the screen. Kytus saw ships, silhouetted within the beam, elongate as though they were being drawn into wire. Turbo laser fire curved impossibly, one blast bent back on itself, slamming into the shields Of the cruiser that had fired it. Ships contracted to tiny dots. And disappeared entirely. With the brightness and distortion came a blow in the force. It hammered at Kytus. A vast instantaneous loss of life. Center point. Has been fired.
1: Yeah.
0: And that is a. Fucking hair-raising description of a gravity weapon. Yeah. Everything gets stretched into an infinite string and then compressed into a point. A tiny point. Yep. Each individual thing. The people, the capital ships, the laser fire, all of it. And then it's all gone. In an instant.
1: Yeah. And Alana stopped crying. Well,
0: for now, till she wakes up again. <laughs> yeah. But we get to see Centerpoint get fired.
1: And it's amazing.
0: And we get to see the ships get spaghettified at the event horizon, which I think is the technical term that they use. I think so. Spaghettification, which sounds fucking stupid, but I swear to God, that's a real thing and so center center point doesn't here's how i'm like picturing this gravity weapon is that it shoots a stream well jason described it as light right so i guess it looks like light but it's a stream of gravity that's not really you know how like you hit the event horizon of a black hole and you start to stretch out forever and ever right that's Mm -hmm. the thing and then you eventually collapse into the point and are gone from existence this isn't a black hole. It's like a... This center point shoots like a black
1: tunnel. Yeah, like a beam of hypergravity.
0: It, But it's like everything within the tunnel is treated as if it's crossing the event horizon of a black hole. Yeah. Everything gets elongated and twisted and then compressed into like an infinitesimally small point. That is so fucking cool. It's, it's really... Or fiction. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But it's amazing to think of all the other repercussions
1: on the path of that beam. Oh. I didn't actually think of that. Right.
0: Because they're halfway between Corellia and Coruscant. So an entire... I'll say it again because it sounds cool. Black Tunnel. Mm-hmm. From Carilia to meeting point has been vaporized. Not even vaporized. Yeah. Quantum compressed into nothingness. Yes. I don't know. I'm not a physicist. But an entire tunnel of space from Center Point Station to that meeting place just got hit with this weapon. And how far beyond? Yeah. You know, like how. It doesn't really make sense how a lightsaber stops at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Does this?
1: Well, and that's what I was thinking. What or does if,
0: it? Wouldn't, I guess it would kind of just go right through to Coruscant yeah. at that point, right?
1: What if it's a beam and like the coordinates you set it at is where it kind of like explodes, like the kind of like the Big Bang like that? Right. Where it, it's just a beam of light until it gets to its coordinates and then it, all within that radius gets it that gravity. turns into a black hole. Yeah, temporarily. Hmm. Could be, man. Could be. And now that that happened there, it would disrupt gravity in the area. You couldn't do light speed through there anymore.
0: Well, there's definitely going to be a lot of repercussions from this weapon, right? Yeah. What we've been
1: told since the very beginning. There's reasons why it hasn't been fired. Yeah,
0: when they, I don't know if they went there in the first book, but I think they went to center point in the second one. Either way, early in the series, there's a reason why we went there and set this weapon up as a big, massive problem. Yeah. And, you know, to the galaxy and unto itself. I think we're going to see a lot of different repercussions playing out from this thing. I hope, anyways, because I'm so interested. Mm -hmm. What the hell happens when you do that? Shooting the Death Star laser is a different thing. It's a contained laser. Yeah,
1: it's a beam, uh, just a super strong beam of energy. But I guess,
0: so is this, right? But just made of gravity instead of light.
1: Yeah. It's an interesting idea for a super weapon. That's for sure. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm staring off in the space yeah. right
1: now. He went into contemplate to, mode. I'm
0: trying to wrap my head around this concept of like the quantum wave and like how everything, nothing is particles, maybe. Everything might be waves. So, gravity and light being used as like an energy like that i don't
1: know anyways i I know know. light acts as both sometimes well
0: that's the thing is that it doesn't you only think it acts as a particle because you're observing it at that point in the wave function
1: that's true yeah yeah yeah.
0: this is regurgitating shit that i've heard quantum physicists say on joe rogan's podcast so
1: oh yeah you know investigating
0: yourself but like that's my understanding of it from, like, the most... He just did had some fucking amazing guy on last week or whatever. Did an amazing interview. That was my latest understanding of grasping what the fuck quantum mechanics is. Anyways, I hope there's more diving into the repercussions of using center point across the galaxy. Yeah. Like, that has to be... <laughs> why did I just say that like Arnold Schwarzenegger? That has to be, like really important to the story because we propped up at the beginning and now we're doing it again in the end of the middle and then I hope the repercussions carry forth to the end I like that that's like a 7 out of 10
1: I like the end of the middle <laughs> well this is
0: sort of right like yeah book 7 is like the end of the middle
1: it's the, uh, also the end of the middle of the book fuck guys <laughs> <laughs> like
0: Shrek! Shrek! Yeah. Onions. Yeah. Chapter twenty. Center Point Station.
1: Everybody loves cakes. Location title.
0: <laughs> Scientist on Center Point explains to the president of Karelia. We took control of the trigger finger and it stuck its thumb in our eye in retaliation. You know, cause center point station is sentient.
1: Yeah, they're saying that it's it's a brain. And what? And we're trying to take over with another brain. What?
0: Yeah. Yeah. What? You have...
1: What? I think it's as sentient as, like, 3PO is. I disagree.
0: I think we were misled with the giant Anakin robot thing. Where, like, the ship imprinted on Anakin's DNA. Or he imprinted his own DNA away on it back then. So nobody else could ever use it except for him and knowing I'll never use it. I think we're kind of that kind of misled us with the giant robot to think the robot had like you're talking about like an AI sentience like 3PO Mm -hmm. where he controls the center point station, this robot that thinks it's Anakin. I don't think so. I think that robot that thinks it's Anakin was another like this same scenario, a second brain inside the ship, because I think this ancient ship beyond time and understanding. Yeah. Might truly have its own sentience. Like that's why it is so dangerous to use it. They use it and things are melting, fucking catching on fire. Keyboards are just disintegrating under dude's fingers. Like, the ship is fighting back against being used, and maybe that's be- how it was designed. Maybe it was designed to be an intelligent weapon.
1: Yeah. Could with
0: be. technology and force powers beyond understanding of current time. You know? The shit that they know in 40 ABY, they can barely get this thing working. Yeah. We've had sentient planets. Mm-hmm. One that I know of, we've had all manner of sentient beasts and plants. So yeah, I don't see why this, why not sentient technology as well? The droids are always to a point, right? Yeah. But this could be like its own thing made from powers and technology from an ancient time that we've lost access to. Right. Right. Like the Sith sphere. Yes. Like the powers that Jason traveled the galaxy to get and nobody else really knows about. I think it's all like kind of the same message where you think you, you think, you know, everything there is to know. And every time you find an answer, it just gives you more questions. Right. Yeah. And so center point station, we found an answer of how to shoot the thing. But now I could swear to God, it stuck the thumb in my eye on purpose. Their sensors are down. They can't see where they were shooting now. They don't know what the fuck even
1: happened. Yeah. Other than they're not getting telemetry back. They're going to have to
0: wait. Yeah, exactly. They're going to have to wait for like verbal confirmation. Eyewitness stories, they say. Yeah. And so, hey. Maybe we got Jason Solo. Good work, everybody. <laughs> High fives and fist bumps and, oh, make it ready to fire again.
1: Yeah, as soon as, as possible. As soon as possible. Which, uh, I forget who says it. says it could take days or weeks. It could be days or weeks. That seems really short. For a weapon of that kind of destructive and power, so, absolutely. Know, we're
0: looking for repercussions of this moving forward.
1: Maybe it gets used again. Firing it again, this time not into space. Cut to
0: the Anakin solo. Yes. Where Kytus plans to kill every single person responsible for firing center point at Alana. How? Easily. He tells Nyethal, we take center point. They think our fleet is at its weakest. They won't be expecting that. They're definitely at their weakest at center point. Okay, so the most powerful force user in the galaxy is mad. Mm -hmm. And he wants the most powerful gun in the galaxy. How could this possibly be bad? (laughs) Find out next week (laughs) when we cover chapters 21 through 24 of Legacy of the Force, Book 7, Fury.
1: I'm Justin. And I'm Tim.
0: Spaghetti morphin' time!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Spaghettification.
0: For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Cannon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Blazer. Check us out.